AC Road family, Jason here with another special episode on our podcast, our Sea Road Community Podcast, featuring some brand new international missionaries that are preparing to head out into the mission field. Friends of mine, Camille and Tyler Hildebrandt. Camille and Tyler, hello. Hello. Man, it is so good to chat with you all. Now, I know you a little bit because we used to live in the same area, and Camille, you and I used to work together at the same church environment, but many of our listeners have no idea who you are. So why don't we start there? Tell us a little bit about each one of your family members, who you are today, and who you're becoming in a couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. So we're uh, Tyler and Camille Hillebrandt. We've been married for six years, celebrating that this week. Uh, We currently live in Red Deer, Alberta. Um, fun fact is that Tyler and I actually went to the same high school and we graduated the same year. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's three dash four members of our family right now. So we've got uh, one one son at 20 months old. His name's Everett, and then we've got another baby on the way, um, due November second. Super um, awesome. A yeah. A little bit about us, I guess, is like Camille and I, we both love our coffee dates. Um, we, we love coffee, period. And, and adding that with dates is even more fun. Um, I try to spend as much as my time outside. Uh, I love cycling, running, rock climbing, hiking, and trying to make my son Everett laugh. <laughs> yeah, and when I'm not seven months pregnant, I also enjoy those things. Um, and I'm also looking forward to, um, to moving to Thailand where we can do all those fun things outside year-round, hopefully. Uh, yeah, why don't you just rub that in a little bit as we get ready for winter here in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll be living in a mission field environment and context and setting that is pretty consistent in temperature year-round. Perfect. Um, why don't we dive into another layer here? Because I, again, I know a little bit about your story. Um, you guys went to the same high school, but yet you didn't date while in high school, correct? That's you've, right. We're thankful that we didn't date in high school. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> you, found, you found love after high school, but your journey and decision making point to become missionaries and pursue this call of God in your lives, um, it it was a process. So what did that look like for each one of you? If you could kind of unpack that a little bit for us, that would be awesome. Yeah, you're right. It was a process. It was a very long process. (laughs) And, And I think like we find ourselves very thankful for that long process because we find that God does like his solidification work in that, um, in that long process. I, uh, first kind of had my um I had my first dose of mission work when I was about 20 years old I went and did a DTS with YWAM in Berlin and we so it's like three months of uh, lessons and lectures um and then three months of a cross-cultural experience in India not I was in Navi Mumbai for that experience and in that context I was in a slum red light district for three months going to the same place every day and praying for praying for um yeah anyone who that 
wanted to be prayed for. We were partnered with a local pastor and he had actually uh, bought this small little house in that red light district and just opened it up for as a prayer room. And so we just spent lots of time in there um, praying for people. Uh, yeah, and for myself, I'm also a YWAMer. <laughs> um, I went to Kona, Hawaii for the three months lectures. Um, and then I went uh, to southern France, where I also um, worked uh, with sex trafficking ministry there. Um, we did a lot of evening prayer walks and um, actually a lot of hands-on uh, ministry with some of the women um, that found themselves in that situation. Um, so in that way, Tyler and I have that uh, ministry experience quite in common. Um, and then, yeah, so once the Lord brought us together after high school, uh, we started to try to discern why God brought us together mm -hmm. and for what purpose um, he was going to use our family and our ministry. Yeah, so missions was the topic in our home. We, we talked about it for our whole first year of marriage. What does this look like for us? Um, what could God be calling us to? Does this look like local mission, uh, cross-cultural uh, mission, or is this church or is this parachurch? Um, it, we just talked about like, yeah, all the different variables within this kind of topic. Um, and that's when, uh, we decided, I think that there was one point, like we had applied for a bunch of different agencies and we even got accepted into a, one missions agency, but didn't really feel peace with it. So we actually tabled that conversation for a little bit. Um, and we decided like, okay. And I think. Yeah, that was one other thing that we did in that time is we pursued lots of um, help from mentors and and friends that we trusted. We asked them what they thought, and we just kind of digested this with yeah, a trusted, trusted supportive group that we had in, in church. And, and then that's when we decided to just kind of, all right, we need to start here. We need to start in our own backyard and do local mission. And so... Camille has worked in our home church for, um, it's been five years, yeah, five years in our home church. And then I've been at uh, an organization called The Mustard Seed here in Red Deer, and it's a local homeless shelter um, and vulnerable persons agency, I guess. Uh, and, and that's kind of like the context. So we're a local mission doing like church and parachurch. 2018, we had the opportunity to go to Thailand for what we called them um, our our short-term vision trip is what we called it and and through that we just kind of went um we were doing local mission at the time so we were like in no hurry to leave we knew the work that we were doing like currently was important um but we just wanted to go have this experience and have God uh do a work in our hearts. Uh, wanted to, we wanted to listen for a fresh word, uh, what he would have us do, where, where he might have us end up. Or would he call us somewhere else? Would he call us to Thailand? Or would he call us to somewhere else in the world? Or would he have us stay? We just kind of went with that single expectation that he would do a work in our hearts. Yeah, I, Camille has like a specific memory about like when we were, when we were there in Thailand um, that just kind of led to where we were, where our decision making led us. Yeah, so during that um, vision trip is what we called it, 
Um, one evening, we actually got to go um, to a village, a Shan people village, um, where most of them are unbelievers and have very little to no um, access to the gospel. And so after spending an evening there, um, getting to know the people, I mean, seeing the faces, um, I remember us leaving, Tyler and I were driving away and we looked at each other with tears in our eyes. And um, after being exposed to all the need that we saw around us, we just said, how can we leave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you know, God's calling and refinement in that call can happen in different shapes and sizes. We're all different people, and yet we're still people. And um, tell, tell us, tell our listeners here a little bit more about the Sean people and specifically Thailand. Like some, some of our folks might, the only thing they might know about Thailand is that, wow, I've eaten Thai food before and it's delicious. And others might know a little bit more, but what can you tell us? What are you able to tell us uh, about the Sean people group and what you believe um, some of your ministry connections and ministry projects are going to be when you land in country? Yeah, um, that's a that's a really good question. Um, One way to answer that, I'm just going to like tell you a little bit about Send. Send. So we're leaving with an organization called Send International. Uh, Send mandates us towards unreached people groups and holistic church planting is the two things that are are really like high on our priority when we get there. Um, So the Sean people group uh, fits that demographic of unreached. Sean people group are are people from Myanmar. Um, And for our listeners, I don't know if anyone knows anything about Myanmar, but it's a pretty crazy place. And about five years ago, there's a a genocide between the Burmese upon the Rohingyan people. And we saw this mass exodus of Rohingyan people leaving Myanmar and going into Bangladesh. And the same thing has kind of happened on the other side of the country of, of Myanmar, where all these Shang people have been pushed into Thailand. Um, when they're in Thailand, they have really like beyond nothing. They have uh, no papers, uh, no birth certificates or anything like that. They don't have any education. Um, they don't have anything um, in Thailand that would be able to help them uh, create an income, uh, help them find belonging even. And so they're just really marginalized in Thailand. And so that's the people group we're going to serve. When, when we think about unreached people groups and we think about holistic church planting, holistic church planting um, for Send International Really, we're thinking about how do we bring the whole presence of um, shalom to these people? How do we think about, um, yes, uh, delivering that gospel message of Jesus that brings um, peace and wholeness and, and, and salvation ultimately, but also how do we think about the whole presence of shalom as in, you know, um, clean drinking water, uh, food to eat, income, uh, to sustain and education to empower. Um, so that's that's kind of the things we think about with SEND. Um, so one of the projects with the Shang People Group in Thailand is there's uh, one project, it's called a scholarship program. And so we have partnered with a bunch of with a bunch of people to create sponsorships for for girls that come from villages 
um, Shan girls that come from these villages that don't have any access to education, um, that couldn't afford ed education. And so the sponsorship program um, just gives them that, that opportunity to continue their education past the point where it starts to become expensive. Um, we did a, Sand did a, a small survey of some of these Shan villages in Thailand. And they were finding out that like after grade six, for some reason, like all these kids um, started to disappear and from these villages. And they were started to ask the question, where are these kids going? The survey kind of came to the conclusion that for kids up until grade six, education is pretty cheap or free. And after the, after grade six, it starts to become really expensive. And so if your parents can't afford education for you and can't afford to, to keep you around, um, as in like they can't feed you, um, the boys will get sent to monasteries and the monasteries will take care of uh, those boys, um, provide the education because the monasteries have lots of money. And so those boys will go become novice monks and receive, you know, food, education, uh, whatever it is that, that those young people need. And then for the girls, actually, um, it's quite prominent that most of the girls will get sent into um, sex trafficking just because there's no other options. Um, there's very few monasteries, Buddhist monasteries that serve women or that take on like novice monk women and so yeah there's just kind of the one the one option um and actually Camille and I remember we were walking with a guide in a small Shan village in Thailand and the guide was pointing out all of these houses um some houses were very poor and like were like ramp like shambles and other houses were really wealthy and these houses were ne right next to each other. And the guide was telling us that these wealthy houses were families with lots of daughters. Um, and so it's just that kind of heartbreaking fact that, you know, um, these, these very young women getting sent into sex trade and sending money back home to their parents to take care of their parents has become this kind of cultural norm. And so actually for a lot of these women, if you don't go into the sex trade, it's, um, it's kind of the shame factor where you're not helping your family. You're not contributing to the family um, where you could be. You could be bringing in lots of money, so you should be. Um, and that's, so that's where, again, like the scholarship, pro um, scholarship program is kind of this thing where we we trying to provide more options for those kids, you know, more options than just the monastery, more options than just um, sex trafficking and and providing money. Like there's there's another option where you could get a really good education, um, complete your education, and even like there's some of the scholarships that plan on going on to becoming doctors. Yeah, and just along with the scholarship program, um, a lot of the girls come from a missed home. And so throughout the scholarship program, they are, um, the gospel is shared with them. And out of the 18 girls, many of them have actually chosen um, to follow Christ mm -hmm. and have been baptized. Um, and they're on fire for, for Jesus. And they actually want to go back to their villages. Um, may that be like 
up on like northern Thailand border or in Myanmar and they want to they're excited to share Jesus with their families mm -hmm. which is huge that's kind of like the holistic church planting like model is like you got to meet the expressed felt needs of the community and the gospel message of Jesus to create that whole presence of shalom that's awesome thanks for sharing that and you know for many of us like I said, we our familiarity with the country of Thailand may be just the cuisine, maybe just the, the weather, but the dark side of, of the, the Thai country is, this is a reality for many people. And it's known uh, on a global scale as one of the hubs for human trafficking in, in our world. Um, and so to be able to step into that gap and minister to people where they're at is really, really cool. So thanks so much. And uh, we're excited to hear reports of how God is using you when you get to in country. We're going to shift gears here a little bit and going to have a little bit of fun. This is a fun little random question we like to ask periodically. Now, when you're in Thailand, you're going to have various options to swim outdoors, I'm sure, in lakes, rivers, even the ocean. But if you had to swim in a pool filled with something other than water, what would you choose? And if you have an answer for Everett, what would he choose? I know a huge. That's a great question. Um, what would Everett be? He'd probably swim in a pool of blueberries, or or as he would call, gogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> Either yogurt or blueberries would probably be his preference. He's obsessed with both of those things right now. Um, and for myself, I I chose milk, but of course not expired milk. Um, and it needs to be cold because um, I've heard there are great health benefits for your skin if you have milk baths. <laughs> but being pregnant, I would uh, right now I probably eat I would probably add some like Reese Puffs cereal in there. So while I'm <laughs> working on my skin, I can also have a snack. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tyler, how about you? Um. Yeah, so I've got dill pickle juice as my as my option. Okay, that's okay. Dill <laughs> dill pickle juice. Enough said. You can tell a lot about a person based on what they want to go swimming in. So that's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. A um, couple of things before we wrap up this time together in Sea Rotors, we're going to have a chance to stay connected with Camille and Tyler as they continue to prepare to enter the mission field as a family. Uh, what are some of those ways where we can stay connected with you both? Are you on social media? Do you have a website? How can people follow along on the journey of what God is leading you towards and how he's working in you and through you? Yeah, of course. Um, there's several ways to stay connected with us. Uh, one would be you can find us right on the Send International website. You just type in Tyler and Camille Hildebrandt in the search bar on the website. You'll you'll see us and and some of the stuff we're working on and hopefully like when we'll be in country. The other way is you can uh, sign up for our newsletter, um, and you can do that by shooting us an email at tch uh, tylercamillehildebrandt at send.org. 
um, T-C-H-I-L-D-E-B-R-A-N-D-T at send.org. <laughs> and then the other way you can find us is on the socials. Um, we're on Facebook and on Instagram, Hildebrandt's under, underscore Thailand. And then, yeah, we, we'd, we'd love to connect with you on all those formats. So um, if you shoot us a message on Instagram or on Facebook or you send us an email, um, we can respond to you and then hopefully connect you to uh, our newsletter through those means. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And Sea Roaders, we also have some of those links on our, our new searoad.ca website. Uh, so if you weren't able to scramble all that information and write it down, you can go to searoad.ca and, and get connected in that fashion as well. Uh, one final thing before we wrap up our time together, guys. What, how can we be praying for you? Yeah, Camille. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we have two main things here. Uh, the one being our target date. So we are hoping to be um, able to leave fully supported in February. Um, with a three-month-old baby. <laughs> and a two-year-old baby. And, it, and of course, Everett's coming. Um, yeah, so we just, we need to reach our monthly support um, in order to deploy for the field. Um, and then our family and our marriage um, for safety of the arrival of our baby number two, which is due uh, beginning of November. Um, those would be, yeah, those would be yeah. the two main ways uh, to pray for us, please. Yeah, one of the ways that the enemy attacks um, is just predominantly in our in our family and in our marriages. So, yeah, we just need lots of prayer into those things to to send a, a strong family unit. Wonderful, awesome. What I'm hearing you say is protection and provision, and uh, we would happily and enthusiastically partner with you in that endeavor. Thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with us today and let us know who you are. Give you give us a little bit of a glimpse into your world, how you have been preparing for this moment in time and this season of life and ministry. And we're so grateful to be a part of your, a small part of your unfolding story here as a Sea Road family. So thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. All right, Sea Roaders, we now have our mission where we can pray diligently for Tyler and Camille Everett and their soon-to-be born second child and all of the things that they will be needing to do what God has called them to do, to love and live like Jesus right where he is sending them to Thailand. So let's do that, friends. Share this, like this, and let's keep praying. God's doing immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine.